0: What's up everyone welcome to the 318th episode of the pokemon podcast it's super effective i'm your host sbj with me today on this sunday evening i have will
1: i'm very happy to announce that i have returned to clanging and banging back to the gym i'm lifting the weights up down up down repeatedly sets of 10 or 20 there you go good gonna get swole
0: Gotta get ready for that, for the future. For
1: for the marriage of the year, that's it. I gotta look good in them
0: photos. That's true, that's true. Uh, speaking of looking good, Greg is here. Hello,
2: I have not ever stopped clanging and or banging.
0: That's,
1: that's very true. You are my Friday night inspiration as I'm sitting at home watching <laughs> Netflix and eating pizza, and you're like,
0: I'm at the gym. Here's my gym. gym selfie. I'm looking cute at the gym. I mean, I've never been to a gym. Ever? Oh. Uh, uh, like a workout gym? Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, as
1: opposed to a Pokemon
2: gym? Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Correct. <laughs> I've been to many Pokemon gyms.
2: I mean, I will say having met you in person, that's fairly obvious, but I'm surprised that you've never actually just stopped by one to check it out.
0: I've never had like that workout drive.
2: You're like a stick figure, so there's not a yes. whole lot of drive <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there to begin
0: with. I can definitely see the appeal, but I also also understand the the fatal flaw of people paying for gym memberships and not using gym memberships.
1: Oh, that is definitely not me. That is not me either.
0: I I didn't want to fall into that of like, oh, sure, I'll probably use this once a week and then not. Although I I feel like- Once a week? I feel like if I was to pay for it, I would use it because I would consciously know that my money is getting sucked away from me. Yes.
2: I, I believe you. I mean, I sort of feel bad when I only do five days because I'm like, uh.
0: you paid for all seven
1: buddy <laughs> I Paid
2: for all seven, but I can't, I can't like, I can do six, but seven, I have like at that point, I'm, I need time to do me things that aren't gym things.
1: So on the seventh day, you just you Rest. go to the gym, you wink at the cute guy who's there and then you leave and you've done your, your, your seventh day work. The
2: cute guy isn't there on Sundays though.
1: Oh, my cute guy is always there on Sunday. (laughs) Skids all around that. Duncan, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) Jeez. All right.
2: Gym crush. Everybody's got
0: a gym crush.
1: It's so true.
0: (laughs) Disastrous. Okay. Show for you guys today. We are going to talk about the news from Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee that came out on July twelfth. We didn't cover that last week. We were pretty clear that last week's episode was dedicated to Pokemon Go Fest. So we're going to be recovering that news. There's a little bit of other news that came out this week that kind of piggybacks off that. We'll tackle both of that. There is some Pokemon Go news regarding uh bands that I want to talk about, and that will pretty much be the two things uh we are talking about. There's some other little stuff, so what we're gonna do is we'll get The Pokemon Go stuff and the little stuff out of the way, and then we'll spend the remainder of the show talking about all this Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee stuff. If we have time, we'll sneak in some emails, and of course we'll have our Pokemon of the week, and uh, we'll go from there. And yeah, I think next week's episode is our anniversary episode to celebrate eight eight years, so that's pretty exciting. I don't think we'll be doing anything special On that day, just because I will be out of town that weekend, so we'll be probably recording an episode earlier. Before that day, I'll get it edited just to ensure that you guys get an episode on on Monday. If you are a Twitch viewer, or if you just care, I suppose, we are doing a birthday stream on Twitch. On July 26th, so this Thursday, it'll probably be a 12, 13 hour stream. We will be doing a shiny badge quest in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. And I think if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, I got to Norman's gym. I think that's the fifth gym in the game. And then I stopped playing because it teleports you. And it angered me at the time. Uh, (laughs) uh, You don't have to say yes to the teleport. I know, but I didn't know she teleported you. Like, I, I I have beat Ruby and Sapphire before, but I was like, I don't know, 16 when I beat it. So I completely forgot about that part. Unless it's only in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. It's only
2: in but- Omega Ruby Sapphire because in Ruby and Emerald and Sapphire, you had to walk all the way back around. To that Uh, gym, which took forever. So in Omega Ruby F Sapphire, they fixed a lot of the backtracking by saying, hey, if you say yes to this person, they'll just take you there. You can say no and walk all your (laughs) way back if you really want to, but why? Just teleport.
0: Yeah, I forgot why. I think I was because I was trying to like catch all the Pokemon in the area before I moved on, and I wasn't ready, and then it teleported me, and I was like, oh."
1: But I mean, you're like now I'm not catching any of these Pokemon. Yeah, Goodbye. yeah. Good day, so,
0: sir. If you want to celebrate, hear about why I'm I'm celebrating my birthday early and the calendar fiasco, you can stop in on July twenty sixth. If you missed that, we will do be continuing the Shiny Badge Quest on Monday, July thirtieth, as well. So if you don't know what a shiny badge quest is, I will tell you if you show up. But I already have my shiny torchic that we saw reset it for for E3. So, I will play be playing through the game, looking for shinies as we as we play through it for the hopefully I can beat it this time. I don't see why not. I played through all of black and white too. uh that game was better than I expected, except for the post game, which is non-existent.
1: Hey, you could get that shiny uh dude dragon dude
0: Hexorus. yeah, hectors all right, good old hexy. <laughs> let's get let's get into some Pokemon news here. Start off with some Pokemon Go stuff. First bit of news is the Alolan Pokemon are showing up in raids now. Um, I guess Niantic didn't really fully understand how or not understand. That's probably a bad word. Two Pokemon that evolve, three Pokemon that evolve from non-Alolan Pokemon, and that is uh, Marowak, Executor, and uh, Raichu. Their Niantic solution was just to release Alola and Executor into the wild for about three, four days. And then they took him away again, which is fine, I think. Um, And then for everyone was kind of concerned how they were going to do Marowak and Pikachu, specifically Pikachu, because not only can you have shiny Pikachus, you can have Pikachus with birthday hats. You can have shiny Pikachus with birthday hats. You can have Pikachus with witch hats, with Ash's hat, with uh, straw hats. Um, what other kind of hats Pikachu, does Pikachu have? I think I covered all the hats. What about the surfing Pikachu? Oh, there's a Pikachu with the move Surf, yeah. And so that would probably have been a little complicated if you would have evolved that to Alolan Raichu. So instead, they stuck Alolan Raichu and Alolan Marowak, and now Alolan Executor has returned, and they are all in gyms. So if you would like to catch one of these Pokemon, you can do so. Um. Alolan Raichu is pretty easy. You could probably two-man it with no problem. Uh, Marowak is a tier four, which would be the same as an Absol. So you could uh, probably, if everyone was the right Pokemon three, but if you are just casual players sitting around level thirty, you probably just want a fourth person. And uh, Executor is a two-star, so you could probably solo or just with one other person get those done. Uh, they have no. Time or date of when they're ending, uh, but that news also coincides with Regice disappearing from raids and Steel r- appearing for the first time in Pokemon Go. And that lasts... I don't have the date in front of me. It's mid-August. I'll remind you guys when we get closer to the end date. But you got pretty much a month to get Steel. No time frame on Alolan Marowak or Raichu, but I would suspect that they would probably disappear around the same time, or maybe not. Who knows? Niantic is a little unpredictable sometimes, and I think that's not a bad thing. Oh, I do have the date. Sorry, uh, August 16th. I had multiple articles, and one of them said August 16th, so there is your end date for Reggie Steele. Mm, I need to get that Reggie
2: Steele.
1: Me too. When is the community day in August? Is that oh, the 8th or 9th? I'm so
0: glad you asked, Will, because that <laughs> was our next piece of news.
1: Well, there you go.
0: Niantic has provided details for Pokemon Go's next community day. The community has spoken. Everyone said they were, they were uh, confident it was Ralts. All the Ralts. It's it's Ralts. All the other uh, community days were were 10k eggs besides Pikachu, but they don't count that. It would have to be Ralts, of course. Um, And so it's Stevie, and not (laughs) Ralts. But the pattern, the pattern, Greg, the pattern. Uh, This will be a double community day for the first time. Uh, It will be three hours on both August 11th and August 12th, same time as always. In addition, there will be three-hour lures and three-times catch bonuses. Uh, No exclusive move announced. The patterns of the last eight seven community days have shown that every time they do this, there is a shiny version of said Pokemon. So I would suspect that Shiny Eevee is... On the horizon Some people have been speculating They're going to announce Leafeon and Glaceon Because that would kick off Gen 4 I'm wrong a lot But if you want my wrong opinion I don't think they're going to do anything Gen 4 related Until the quote unquote summer is over Which is their Yokohama event I believe Uh, I think that's the city Which is August 29th through September 2nd That's the last quote unquote uh, pokemon go summer event but i don't know if if they they could do it early i i it evie makes sense in two in two uh instances the first and obvious instance is there's this game called let's go pikachu let's go Eevee coming out if anything uh pokemon go is always can be considered a a tool to market Pokemon in general, to convince those players to watch the anime, play the card game, buy a DS, buy a Switch, play Pokemon Shuffle, Duel, etc. So if you're gearing up for the next big release, it would make sense to target Gen 1 Pokemon uh, since Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are Kanto-based. And then two, it would make sense it would be Eevee because new Eevee evolutions are coming out uh, whenever... Gen four arrives, so that all makes sense. I think I'm gonna say it now. If they don't do Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar for October's community today, then we will I'm the Antics just dropping the ball. I feel like that's the obvious, <laughs> the obvious choice that will make no one upset.
2: Now they're gonna bring out Pumpkaboo early, super early.
0: Oh yeah, super... <laughs> I mean that would be cool. Don't get me wrong, I love Pumpkaboo.
2: I love Trevenant.
1: I do too. Trevin,
0: that's cool. What what are we doing with EVs at this point? Because you could do the nickname trick to evolve them, but it's a what thirty, thirty three, thirty three, thirty three percent chance of getting Flareon, Jolteon, Vaporeon. Why?
1: I heard the nickname trick only works once. Yes, it yeah. only
0: works once. Um, but with uh, with Espeon and Umbreon, if you walk with it and then evolve it during the day or night, respectfully. I think you have to walk 15 kilometers. It will evolve properly, uh, which will, I... Th- will it give me a
1: signal to... Is there a way I can tell that I've walked with it that far?
0: Yeah, if you walk with Phoebus, there's like a bar that you can you can look. Okay, yeah, but I'm walking with uh, an EV. Oh, it doesn't show you a bar? I don't know. I think it does. Here, I'm walking with Phoebus right now. It should show me a bar. I'm only walking with Phoebus. I already have Tick, but Phoebus, I'm sorry. Um but this is a really good feebass that I caught, so I was wanted wanted to evolve it here.
1: I've been walking with this Ivysaur for quite some time. I'm like I'm three candies
2: away. Pupitar.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you click on uh if I click on feebass, it does say walk with your feebass to evolve this one out of twenty. But I don't know if E V does that. Yeah, well, I don't I just... see
1: anything that with my Ivysaur. Oh wait. Oh
0: yeah, if you actually touch
1: the Ivysaur, it says yeah. thirty nine point seven kilometers total walks. Ivysaur, your legs
0: must be getting real tired, buddy. Oh, cool. So it does it does do something.
2: My pupitar, I've walked one hundred and six point six kilometers with it.
0: Jeez. Oh yeah, you did the tran you did the tran- tar- raid but you didn't catch it, right? I caught it, but I didn't like it. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: one that I have is super good. It's got the thingies in it and and My uh, sensei tells me that he's super great and one of the best at
0: battling. Best in the business. Best in the biz. I feel like this is the time, though, just to announce, like, just release fire stones and water stones and thunder stones. We already have (sighs) upgrades and dragon scales and metal coats and just, just give me... Just make me spin stops for seven days and randomly give me a firestone like once a month.
2: I kind of do wish they would enter the stones. I mean, there are other things that evolve with the stones.
0: Gloom with the sunstone into blossom Yes. Just give me the stones. Give me the stones!
1: Well, so, seeing as we don't have stones right now, um, I guess the strategy on community day is to... Well, that's why it's two days, because you need to catch 30 to 40... Shiny EVs oh. to make sure <laughs> to, like, <laughs> that you're going to get each EV type as a shiny.
0: Uh, I'm How like exhausted are- thinking about that. How many are there? Uh, nine plus. E- I think you said eight, nine. Yeah, eight plus EV, so nine. Yeah, yeah.
2: Plus Three, whatever news coming out two. in Gen Eight. Ew.
1: Oh yeah, the dragon type Eevee. Oh
0: my goodness. Mm-hmm. We need to move on. Um <laughs> the sound type Eevee. Just, yes, the sound type Eevee. Uh yeah, so I have I'm I'm uh, let me tell you my strategy. I'm gonna evolve a bunch of Eevees. I don't care about no special move. I'm not gonna evolve any of them until there's a set way to do this. I will keep them as Eevees until I know for sure that, that Pokemon is going to evolve into a Jolteon or a Flareon or who knows what they're going to do with Glaceon or, or Leafeon. They're going to make
2: stones in each major city that you have to walk by and evolve. <laughs> Just like in the games, we've named this stone the Moss Stone, so everybody in America, travel to New Mexico to the Moss Stone.
0: Perfect. Let me write that off as a... <laughs> business expense? Business expense. Did you guys go out for Zap Zapdos Day? I... Did for an hour.
1: Uh, I was was at a bar for exactly (laughs) the amount of time of Zapdos Day. (laughs) I was literally at a bar from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, And strangely enough, the bar was a gym that had a Zapdos raid there. Okay. But me and the person I was with were the only two Pokemon Go players at the entire bar. And we could not defeat the Zapdos, even though we tried.
0: Could you just not, like, just sit in the lobby until people came around and then you joined with them? Oh, uh, it was also possibly
1: the worst rainstorm I've seen in D.C. that was not accompanied by a hurricane yesterday, exactly between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. There was nobody walking around outside. Mm. I mean, we had like flooding and everything. It
0: was <laughs> oh yeah, that's not it good. Was, uh, yeah. All right, all right. Greg, I mean, I went. How was your yeah. hour? I went to my little park,
2: which has six gyms in it. Um, I missed the herd for the first three, um, and then I caught the last three with the group of people who. Oh boy, there is something about Pokemon Go players when they have two phones and a tablet. (laughs) Did you see the Trident? Yes, and they're just there, like, yelling at people as to what lobby they're in, and just randomly shouting out the codes, I'm in Meowth Snorlax Meowth, and I'm like, just let me fight. (laughs) (laughs) Just standing off at the side with this person with, literally, in one hand had two phones, and then the other hand had a tablet and was hitting them all. I'm like, I'm impressed at how skilled you are, but I'm already annoyed. So I did my three. None of them were shiny. I was happy. It was a gorgeous day. I wandered around in the park and then I spent my hour. I went to Coldstone Stone to got myself some ice cream and I went home.
1: Mm. Ooh, I haven't had Cold Stone in a long time. I
2: hadn't either. And I was like, it sounds really good because it's mm. like 90 degrees out here. <laughs>
1: I just if you're if you're playing pokemon go i I want to say with more than one device, but let's i I'll, I'll be charitable if you're playing Pokemon Go with more than two devices, it's time to start questioning your life choices just that's some guidance from me
2: <laughs> yeah, and then some parents were really mad at their kids for messing things up. It was one of those things like <laughs> you know it's just this has taken the spirit out of this a little oh, bit for man. me. This yeah, is like, like my
1: my dad used to yell at me for like tying knots wrong on the boat, like because you yep. did the little thing. And like I now I've met we've entered an age where dad is yelling at his son. You're not swirling the ball. Don't throw so many balls. <laughs> You're wasting your balls. You're gonna run out before you catch them. Oh, I'm so. Oh,
0: oh man, just let
1: me do it for you.
0: That totally <laughs> reminds me of it was Squirtle Community Day because I was I was um, by myself. And I, I think I told this during Squirtle Community Day that like after the first hour, because I got like twelve Shiny Squirtles in an hour, I was like, oh well, there's a lot of Red ice popping, and that's a lot of experience, and I'm just going to like do those because you can get EX Raid passes, but you can also get a bunch of stuff, and I'm just sick of swirling the ball, and so I'm doing a Red ice, It's like the second one, and there's a dad and the kid. Bless that dad's heart, called Lugia, Lugia. So I heard Lugia a whole bunch, which put a smile on my face, I'll tell you that. But there was, like, something that was bothersome about the little kid getting really excited about one of his Pokemon. And I can't remember which one it was. But he was, like, trying to explain to his dad why he was so excited about it. And the dad was like, we don't have time for that. Just get your team ready and get ready to battle and just... That whole interaction just rubbed me the wrong way because, like, this kid was legit excited about whatever Pokemon. And the dad, like, I don't, but just basing off, you know, not knowing Pokemon names and, and whatnot, like, doesn't maybe fully understand Pokemon Go in the fact that, hey, look, dude, there's, like, 40 people at this raid. Your kid could use six 19 CP Pidgeys and we'd still be able to do this. (laughs) Like it is like telling your kid like putting your kid down and not being not like listening to how excited he is just to tell him to get ready for this raid for whatever initiative slash motive you have is like really kind of depressing actually.
2: Yeah, there's an aspect of that doing these big raid days that I'm there's this weird, and like they were texting people, like, oh, so and so's already gotten Chinese and blah, 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 we gotta catch up. And I'm like, battling these things isn't fun. It's tapping a phone for 15 seconds because there's so many people and then it dies tapping and then you try phone to catch to your it. Finger hurts. Yeah. And it's like, and then running into that attitude, it's it's part of why I don't like the raid system. Like, the battle isn't all that interesting. And on these, Days where it's we have to get a shiny and we have to get a lot of them and there's this bizarre intensity about it. It it's why it's like I could go follow the group to the church to do the next one because like on to the church and I'm like you know what I'm done. I did three. I don't really want to be around this energy anymore. I don't want to be here with the people who have got seventeen phones strapped to their body and have random people tapping them to fight. Like I'm done. This isn't this isn't why I like this game. This is uh, ruining it. And when I see you kind of getting frustrated with your kid because your kid wants to catch something, but you have to grab his phone away to make sure he's in the lobby in time, I'm like, there are 15 groups here coming. If you miss this lobby, there'll be another one. Just let the kid enjoy this. It. What are you gonna? What are you gonna do with the shiny Zapdos? Except say that you have it. <laughs>
1: but, no. What are you gonna do with the shiny Zapdos? Except look at it and say mm, that doesn't look like that much different than a regular Zapdos. <laughs> it's
2: only a little. It's a little bit different in yellow, and I just that's part of what ruins these days for me. It's like it's just if I was there with my friends, it'd be completely different because I could ignore them. But since I'm yeah. by myself, I'm surrounded by these weirdly intense people breaking all the rules with their 15 different devices and i'm like you know what i i'm good with what i got and i'm i'm out
1: i think one thing i've discovered the more i've been playing pokemon go recently is that people what's the right way to say this like they they feel that they have to make it something competitive even though there's absolutely nothing competitive about pokemon go whatsoever there is no win there's no way to win. You, you can't be better at it than somebody else. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you don't, uh. you don't see that with, like, the main series game, which is interesting. As, as somebody who has now turned my life to getting paid to play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got, I don't know, like, six shinies this week, this past week on stream. And that's cool, but I'm not, like, competing with anyone. Right, I just have this ongoing collection for myself, and if people want to know how many I have, they can go to the website and look. But uh, they can see that I have 128 or something unique shinies, and some people think that's cool, or they like to see which ones I have or which ones I'm missing. And and it's cool to see I'm like, I'm one-eighth of the way of getting all the shinies if i just need 700 more uh but like you don't there's not that i guess you could make a competitive attitude but like community days always feel slightly bittersome because you walk away with it and somebody's like how many shinies did you get yeah and it's yeah. like i uh, got like 12 and they're like oh cool well i got like 18 and it's like sweet what do you what are yeah. you gonna do with them i'm just like why is this I a mean, competition
1: but 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 did you really get Feromosa in just one try? Yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> Hacked.
2: Hacked! I had a much more enjoyable time on Squirtle Community Day when it was a bunch of people wandering around just catching things and saying where they saw shinies and just generally sharing that excitement than the raid Community Day. That was just...
0: It was just not my bag. Well, it reminds me of Last week, uh, when Will was over, and my friend Alex was over, and Kay, uh, who has been on the show, and we we went from raid to raid uh, with Micah and Becky and Irene, and and we, as a group of what, seven, seven, eight of us, we got out, we drove to a spot, we all got out of the car, uh, sometimes we sat in the grass, we took a break to get... Frozen yogurt. We were able to the, do the, any raid we wanted with no one's help, and it was great and amazing. And then to like follow that up the following week with Zapdos, which I'm already like, okay, this is like our fourth community day this month because we had Articuno, we had Squirt, we had Articuno, we had Squirtle, we had Pokemon Go Fest, we had Lugia the day after Pokemon Go Fest, and now we have Zapdos, which is all July. It was just I wasn't looking forward to Zapdos, but I was like, well, you know, this is this is an event. This is I mean, like if the only game you're playing is Pokemon Go, and they are like you're probably loving this, right? Because it's just the content they're feeding you. It's like people who play WoW or Final Fantasy fourteen. It's just like if that's the only game you play, and there's new content every weekend, you're probably head over heels. We like I scoured Facebook for groups that were doing it, and I found two car groups. Um, and then I found a walking group in the third ward and I was like, okay, well, you know, I've been to the third ward plenty of times and I only really count eight, maybe nine gyms there. And then you kind of have to walk a couple blocks for more. Uh, but this raid group apparently got 22 gyms last month, uh, doing their, whatever strategy they did. So I was like, okay, well we got 20 in Chicago and we were actually going pretty slow after the first hour. So that seems fine. Like if we, even if we do 15, that seems okay uh and there were probably 50 people there i want to say cuz it was it was two groups of 20 and then some stragglers so there was definitely three groups at a time but it was it was exhausting to have one person and you know props to that person for organizing it cuz that does take a lot of work and communication and you know making sure people are together but It was just this communication of like, okay, mystic people are this lobby, but we have too many mystics, so we're going to probably do two mystic lobbies, and we have the instinct and valor, there's not enough of you, so you guys can be in things together, and then who's going to be the team leader here, and who's going to be the team leader there, and the whole time I'm thinking is, why don't we just go in public, who cares, just, it only takes three, four people to beat Zapdos, like, it does not have a lot of defense compared to Articuno, who, like why are we why are we waiting for somebody to create a private group shout out codes like who cares about ball bonuses everyone here is looking for shinies no one if it's not shiny we just we're moving on anyways and so it was kind of frustrating cuz like that whole like trying to form a system when in, in reality it's just like let's do let's like the best experiences I've had was you know the Articuna day where Irene, myself, Becky, and Michael went down to Chicago. We literally talked to no one. We jumped in groups because there's just so many people down in Chicago. You just if there's a gym and you hit go, there's probably 20 other people there, and you're good to go. Or even like when I played Pokemon Go at Mall of America, we every gym we walked up to, Greg, it was just yeah, jump in and you're good. And that's like, I, maybe a preferred way I like to play, but I don't know. Just walking with. And I, I get it. The thing is, like, meet friends, meet people, go out. And I have definitely met super nice people playing Pokemon Go. Uh, even even uh, yesterday when I played, there was definitely a lot of nice people that we helped and everything. But it's just kind of exhausting sometimes.
2: Oh, yes. I I agree. I mean, I've met nice people. You know, I would prefer to go out with a group of people, like, get a bunch of us together and travel you know, like, Mall of, Mall of America Day was like my perfect Pokemon Go ideal experience where we're wandering around with a group of friends. We hit it. If there's a bunch of people there, great. We all jump in. Nobody's screaming at each other or trying to maximize it. We do it. We move on. We just, and, and we get to travel at our own pace and just enjoy each other's company and play a fun game. Like yesterday's, not, was, it, was it yesterday? Oh, boy. Yeah, it was. Feels like it was a long time ago. Of the much more, hey, XYZ, get into this lobby. Get into here. Blah, blah, blah. That sort of st- structure to maximize things, just, I'm like, that's... That is not what I enjoy. <laughs> I don't enjoy being commanded to do things. I don't enjoy being told by strangers that I'm in the wrong lobby. I'm like, I'm not getting out, so... Just deal with <laughs> deal with the one yellow person in your sea of red. You'll still <laughs> come out ahead. And
0: I I think the thing that also bothers me is just like the keeping up with the group, right? Like, yeah, you, it's it's the it's the MMO thing of, and I know Micah has. I don't know if Micah has ever expressed this on lo, on the show, but uh, in person he he's expressed to me and I think to you guys that like he doesn't really like playing in MMOs cuz he doesn't want to be like the tank or the healer that is the reason the team is failing over and over again and I respect that and I understand that um but like when you're in that situation at a community day well like at least these legendary community days where you're required to go from gym to gym to gym to gym and you're on this time limit and everything you now have that face to face interaction of like Come on, hurry up, catch and move, catch and move. Let's go, let's go. Yeah. And you know, that's not a problem for me. I, I'm i a very fast walker. I'm a fast Pokemon player. I can definitely catch and move. Most of the time I just ran away from Zapdos because honestly I just don't care. <laughs> but that's that sucks for people like Irene who is not a fast walker and who is like she likes to take her time catching and you, go, you take an event that is fun and now you specifically are the burden of like, hey, these other 35 people are waiting for you. Come on. Yep,
2: absolutely agree with that. It's a weird pressure situation that takes away from the game for me. But you know what? I don't have to enjoy every aspect, and I can say I caught my three, none of them are shiny, and I am comfortable with the choice to walk away.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Well, speaking of choices, And rules Uh, we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back we're gonna tackle this last bit of news which is uh, Niantic banning people in Pokemon Go and then we will talk about let's go Pikachu let's go Eevee so we will be right back hey thanks for listening to it's super effective did you know we have a patreon that you can support us at if you care to throw money at me uh if you do you can go to ise.cash and you can sign up for our patreon and join our slack community and get a bunch of other benefits and if you can't remember ise.cash you can head over to the longer url patreon.com slash it's super effective podcasting and and twitch streaming are my two full-time jobs so any support uh, is greatly appreciated and you get to join our slack which is a really cool place and people in slack tell me that i don't promote it enough so here i am promoting it Uh, also we'll be doing some cool things for our eight-year anniversary coming up this month so it'd be a good month to sign up and uh, support the show if not listening is also supporting so i appreciate everyone who listens uh, just as much as people who throw money at me. So, enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back from our break. We're going to talk about some banning in Pokemon Go here real quick. Neantic. Uh, This is going to be off TechCrunch, but you can actually read this on Niantic's website. Uh, They have actually put forth communication of how to properly play in Pokemon Go. Uh, Getting banned for cheating is nothing new in Pokemon Go. There have been big ban waves for every few weeks for ages now. The policy has never been set in stone. However, at least not publicly, like many of the game's mechanics, the player base has to share info among themselves to figure out the offenses offenses and their relative punishments. But Niantic has published a three-strike discipline po- policy. Spoofing, which makes the game think you are somewhere you're not, using modified Pokemon Go clients or bots, or doing something that accesses Pokemon Go's backends, are all worthy of a strike. On the first strike, you will get a warning message. You should be able to play, but technically, you will not see any Pokemon in the wild for seven days. And there's different levels of this. Like, uh, you can. Some people have reported that when this happens, they can at least see Pidgeys and Rattatas, but they would not be able to see something (laughs) like a Solrock or a Lunotone or a Ivysaur, stuff like that. Uh, You would still be able to access the shop, access your Pokemon battle in gyms and stuff you just wouldn't be able to see Pokemon um, with some varying degrees the second strike is you will not be able to ac- on the second strike you will not be able to access your entire account for a full month can't even log in and on the third Damn. strike also oh going back to the first the first strike Niantic's website says you may not even be able to access EX raids these not. They said specifically EX. They didn't mention other raids, but... And then on the third strike, your account is banned for good. All gone. Uh, it's worth noting that these punishments aren't really new. Bans uh, of all varieties have been happening since the game has been released. This is just the first time that Niantic, can put, has, Niantic has put out the hows and whys in stone. There are probably some things that are not clarified here. And just also the article mentions, and I was going to bring up anyways, there are some things that would not be ban worthy. So for example, automated IV calculators, because it does not access anything on Neantic's backend, and it does not require your information. So those should still be okay, because there's no way for Neantic to tell you're even using those, because most of the time it's just looking at numbers or a screenshot or a picture. If you're confused about this, I'll make it simple. If something is asking for your Pokemon Go login that is not Pokemon Go, do not use it. There you go. So, any thoughts to this?
1: I, I was just put in mind of one of my old coworkers who came to work and went Pokemon... Well, she used to play Pokemon Go, and uh, she was so proud because she was like, Oh, my son figured out how to spoof the GPS signal on his phone so that he can find pokemon from all over the world and i'm like you're proud of your child for cheating for figuring out how to cheat <laughs> strangely that's not the moral lesson i would want to teach my children
0: i'm sure her kid doesn't even play anymore i don't know <laughs> i feel like once you spoof like you kind of it's it's almost like doing a cookie clicker or just getting to the point where the you have everything so it's like oh okay i'm i'm done i did it
1: Oh yeah, it's like like cheating in Animal Crossing. It's like, oh, I got all the furniture, I've got all the fossils, I've got all the fish, I got all the bugs. What what else is there to do? I, uh, oh well. Different people operate differently.
2: <laughs> I get I always look at this and it's one of those things like three strikes if they catch it and they don't catch a lot of things. It's just sort of the weird PR of Hey, we actually do this to calm down a fan base that doesn't think people get in trouble. And people will still get in trouble in the same amount. They just now can say to people, well, what you're doing is wrong. You know, it's just, it's a weird bit of PR. And it's mostly just PR. Like they've been doing this all along when they catch somebody. So this is just them saying publicly, oh, by the way, we do this thing. But it's not going to change really anything. Like, people aren't going to suddenly notice a huge difference, and people who have gotten away with spoofing this long, if they're really good at it, will continue to get away from it. You know, it still just happens. So, it's just it's just a weird bit of PR. I always look at this, like, what what PR problem are you trying to solve here? What complaints have you been getting? And I think it, the, the fact that it was timed around the same time that GoFest happened, Was no mistake.
0: Well, if you are uh, spoofing or cheating or whatever, I'm sure you're probably aware of that news. But like Greg said, I don't think anything's changed. They just officially put out a press release about it. All right. Some other news here is the Let's Go Cup has been announced. Uh, it will be a competition with single battle format where only Pikachu and Eevee may be used. Players may register between July 26th to August 2nd. The tournament will run on August 3rd to August 5th. The results will be announced sometime in August. Uh, participants win or lose will receive a mobile-sized wallpaper that, were, that features the Pokemon used in the competition. You must have Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Eevee and Pikachu brought over from previous generations may be used. Uh, only one Pokemon may be registered in a battle box. Items may be used and are not being restricted. All Pokemon will be set to level 50. Each ba- each battle will last five minutes. Players will have 30 seconds to choose a move. You can play 10 times a day for a maximum of 30 battles.
1: I'm... I'm... You just... you You just get your Pikachu and... And you make it fight, and that's it.
2: Or, is, okay. Is it like you can have a team of three that's a combination no. of Pikachu and Eevee? It's or like you only get one, one?
1: One Pokemon in the battle box. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's so weird. It's a really weird. It's, I mean, I it's have, a little weird.
1: I have a competitive bred Pikachu with a light ball, which is probably the way to go.
0: Can you even get a light ball in Ultra Sun Ultra Moon?
1: Oh, you you've, uh, you've got to be able to. It's got to be somewhere.
0: I'm pretty sure you can.
1: In that little Pikachu is garden. Is
0: Pikachu the better choice over Eevee?
1: I mean, it uh, uh, who knows. I I mean, I, you hmm. can
2: get you can get surf on Pikachu. And surf's it, a real good move. But it's not going to get stab. No. But it's but high it power
1: it is it is a good does have good
2: power. Uh you can get the light ball in resolution cave in ultracent and ultramoon. Breaking news.
0: Okay.
1: Uh you got to steal it off a wild pikachu.
0: Or catch it I suppose. Well, it's easier to steal. Well, that's a thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing. Uh, moving on to additional details for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. I have the press release here. I will read said press release. It says, the Pokemon Company International and Nintendo provide further details for the anticipated uh, games. Skip, skip, skip. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee will both feature a variety of exclusive Pokemon which are unique to each game. In Let's Go Pikachu, trainers will be able to capture uh, Pokemon including Oddish, Sandshrew, and Growlithe. And in Let's Go Eevee, players will be able to capture Pokemon such as Bellsprout, Vulpix, and Meowth. At the start of players' adventures, they will receive their first partner Pokemon, either Pikachu or Eevee. Unlike regular Pokemon, their first partner Pokemon is not interested in evolving and instead prefers to stay outside of its Pokeball. It will travel with players throughout their journey by hanging onto their shoulder or riding on their head. Players can become best friends with their Pikachu or Eevee and can pet, feed, and even tickle them. Not only that, but players can dress up their trainers and partner Pokemon in a wide variety of both cool and cute outfits, accessories, and even hairstyles to become the perfect style duo with their best friend. As players travel through the Kanto region, they will meet some familiar faces and some new ones. Professor Oak returns alongside a new rival to present the Pokedex, a high-tech encyclopedia that records data on any species of Pokemon and players that players catch in the game. Players will be able to battle gyms, gym leaders across Kanto, including fan favorite Brock, the gym leader of the Pubert City Jim and Misty, gym leader of the Cerulean City, as they strive to become the Pokemon League champion. In-game Pokemon trainers aren't the only ones who can be battled. Players can be will be able to connect online to with other players via local wireless communication or online between the Nintendo Switch system to enjoy these intense battles. They will also be able to trade Pokemon using these communication features to help complete their Pokedex. For the first time in a mainline Pokemon game, that word is weird, mainline. I've never heard that before. Hey, don't
1: be a rabble rouser. Stop trying to offend. I thought these were spinoffs.
0: For the first time in a mainline Pokemon game, two people (laughs) can now play together on one system. By gently shaking a second Joy-Con controller, another player can join the fray. There are some real benefits to adventuring together, including making it easier to catch Pokemon and even battling against tough trainers as, tag team, as as a tag team in Pokemon battles. Grab a friend, explore Kanto and experience an adventure like no other. The Pokeball Plus device can be used, in, uh, used to play Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee in place of a Joy-Con or alongside the Pokemon Go app instead of the Pokemon Go Plus accessory. Pokeball Plus also allows players to bring one of their Pokemon from Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee with them as they explore the real world. The mythical Pokemon Mew will be available on the Pokeball Plus and players will be able to transfer it to their versions of these new games. Uh, It is sold separately, will debut on November 16th. For more information, go to Pokemon.com, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and it does say that the uh, we've talked about this before, but you do need a Nintendo account and online services and features, including online game pay, are free until the paid Nintendo online switch service launches later this year.
1: Well, it's now confirmed that I will be getting Let's Go Pikachu if that is the one that has Oddish.
0: I didn't know you were such an Oddish fan.
1: I am a huge Oddish fan. Oddish was my first favorite Pokemon.
2: Dang. I mean, I'm getting Let's Go Eevee, and I'm going to say one thing. If I am not able to ride Ninetales like people in the other game can ride Arcanine, I am returning that game (laughs) hardcore. I want to ride on my Ninetales. I want to have that beautiful Ninetales behind me waving in the wind. I'm sure you will be. I'm hoping, because it'd be so cute, and then... Like, you can get the Alolan version, and you're on this beautiful cloud of snow. It's so exciting. <laughs> oh,
0: jeez. So this this did come with a uh, two-minute trailer. It has 2.5 million views uh, right now. But, clickbait. Yep, that, that, that clickbait. Not enough arrows or, or facial expressions <laughs> on, on the preview. Uh, but a couple things uh, that I was really excited about. One of them being that you can customize your trainer, which is really exciting to have different outfits and everything.
1: I don't know. They've promised a lot of that in the past, and we've been left disappointed, so...
0: Yeah, like, Sun and Moon not having pants was a real bummer. I get it. It's hot, but let me just have a pair of jeans. They didn't show, like, skin colors, though, so I'm hoping... I don't see... That has to be a very easy and confirmed thing, but they didn't show it yet, but...
2: Yeah, I'm really hoping their skin color is in there because it'd be weird if it'd be weird at this point if there wasn't. Yeah, it would be especially re- if you're going to do the other customization and you leave that
0: one out. If you can make eight different shirts, I think you can change the palette color on the default character model to a different color, but we'll see. It's existed in the past two Pokemon games and X and Y. And they did not do it in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, which is pretty disappointing, but we'll see. This is technically a new game, as as we know that there are a new uh, companion slash new rival, or whatever, protagonist slash rival, Chase, Trace, and Grace. And by Grace, I mean Elaine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But they're your friendly rival.
0: Yeah, they are your friendly rival. They won't smell you later; they'll smell you now.
1: <laughs> Please don't smell me at all.
0: <laughs> the other big thing—at least it's a big thing to me. Some people might not have noticed, or may not have care, may not care. But they did change Evie. Spoiler. There are now gender differences between male Eevee and female Eevee. What? Uh, Just like there are gender differences between male Pikachu and female Pikachu, I think that's one of the obvious gender differences, but the male Pikachu has the straight electric tail, and the female Pikachu has the little heart on the end of its tail. They did kind of the same thing with Eevee now. They did change it. So male Eevee has the traditional Eevee tail, which is a little bit of white scattered on the end. And the female Eevee now has a white heart on the end of its tail, uh, which is really cool. I sort of wish they had reversed that. I sort of wish the male
2: had the heart just to make it like not exactly what Pikachu was. Oh, right. I mean, I sort of just, you know, it's a minor thing. It's cool that they've done it. You know it's nice that they have that sort of synergy, um and I was like, "Oh, you know they just gave Evie the Pikachu changes because you know it's the they're the main part of the game it it It's nice, but it also felt a little lazy to me, and I sort of wished that they had done something a little more drastic than just mirror Pikachu, but I like that they at least added it I mean it's nice and i'm I'm curious." what the changes are when they go to their evolved form, if any.
0: Yeah.
1: Ah, interesting. I don't think there's any difference in
0: the right shoes. Uh, yeah, the, the female right shoes tail is like cut slightly. Hmm. I've always been a huge fan of the gender differences in Pokemon. I think they're cool. I don't know if I've, I think we talked about this on stream, or maybe it was on podcast, but um, it gives you like a reason to collect both, because they they stand out. They look different. Like Heracross, having the heart on its horn, uh, opposed to the H on the male's horn. I don't know how else to describe that. Still, Wobbuffet's lipstick's the best. Yeah, Wobbuffet's (laughs) lipstick. down is really weird with like the color differences. They look the same, but they have like color differences for their... the
2: shiny fake out. Everything. Yeah. I got a shiny. Oh,
0: it's just female. Just yeah. female.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fun things. I like. I like when they introduce it. I do. Um, and I'm excited that they're. You know, that this is still in their consciousness. Like they're still looking at this way to differentiate and make things special and unique. I'm very curious how it translates up. I like it. It it you know, again, it felt a little lazy, but I'm 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 there for it. I like the gender changes.
0: It's also a sign that they they they're willing to make changes, and I think that conversation is probably more talked about when it comes to like shiny versions, especially now that the some some bless their hearts, some people in the Pokemon Go community is very mad at Niantic for how dare they not, uh, or how dare they decide the color of Zapdos and it doesn't look any different <laughs> <laughs>
1: when, in,
0: when in reality that was a, that is how Zapdos is shiny has kind of always been <laughs> bad. Not great. This just not green. This is like a small sign of taking a 22 year old Pokemon and making a change to it. Uh, And they have changed stuff before. They changed Cyndaquil's Shiny and Typhlosion's Shiny. And they changed Charizard's Shiny. And they gave Pikachu gender differences in Gen 4. So they have made these changes before. Uh, I mean, they changed a bunch of Pokemon to Fairy Pokemon when X and Y came out. But this, I think this is like, there is a difference in changing types when it comes I I mean, I I do think they're both comparable, but when you like change a type of a Pokemon, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But also, when you're... You are actually changing the way a Pokemon looks after 20 years. I think that is also a big deal, but just in a different way. Yeah. Well, I think what I like most is
2: it shows the level of care they still put into their design choices, how things look, and if they're gonna make a change, I've always felt that they've they've put thought into that change. That there was a decision. It wasn't just like, oh, we need to do something. Like they decided to not change Eevee, but for this specific reason, for this game, there's a reason to do it. And it always feels like there's at least a level of thought behind these things that still shows to me That they care about their product, their designs, and the reception that they'll get when they
0: put it out there. I hope this is, like, I hope we see more of this, not only in in this game, but future games of them making tweaks and maybe possibly fixing shiny stuff. Because I think the argument always is, well, you know... Squirtle's shiny is bad because it's always been bad. And that's right. I mean, that statement is not wrong. It's been the same shiny for 22 years, but that doesn't mean that they can't change it. So, like, making a change like this is like, okay, they put some thought into it. They decided that this was a better direction or the direction that they believe in. So hopefully some other Pokemon have minor changes. I don't I can't think of anything off the top of my head that drastically needs to be changed. Like even before this came out, I wasn't thinking like, man, I wish Eevee had a gender difference. Because I wish all Pokemon had gender differences, but just to like do this, it just when when I saw it, I was like, man, that's so cool. And that feels a hundred percent right. That feels like a good design choice for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh speaking of design choices, uh you can s- style your your Pikachu's hair or your Eevee's hair. Uh you can give it a little perm, you can give it some bangs, you can uh give it a I don't I'm not versed in hairstyles, but they showed a couple in the uh the trailer. Yeah, that's a, that's also a thing. Uh, I I would I would I would wager to guess that the hairstyle stuff is something that will probably stay in this game as as the Pokemon ami was something not a me cosplay Pikachu was something yeah. that stayed in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and um each Pokemon game kind of had something unique that kind of stuck with it yeah the hairstyles feels like a gimmick for this game
2: and it feels like a gimmick that will stay with this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed.
2: Like, the art style of this game really lends it to that, like, the hairstyle and the art style, like, it lends it to that, and I don't see that continuing past this series of games. And it'll be fun, I mean, I think the bangs are atrocious, but the
0: rest of them look real cute. Well, I mean, I I think I'd take this over rotation battles any day. (laughs) I
2: love rotation battles,
0: you take that back!
1: Yeah, yeah. Rotation battles were cool. It was a new strategy.
0: What was that other thing? Oh, sky battles. Ooh, those sky might... battles are Garbodor. <sighs> those might be even worse. Sky battles can go. But rotation battles, real good. Uh, the other thing they showed in the trailer that they didn't mention is sometimes if your Pokemon is following you, they can find stuff in the bushes or whatnot, uh, which seems kind of cool. They have in the video a Nidoran male uh, finding something in the pla- plants area. The other bit of news that wasn't included with this trailer but was some follow-up questions that some press outlets asked uh, was in regards to gyms. And this kind of caused a bit of an outcry. Uh, It seems that there are requirements to enter gyms. Uh, One of them being the one at least we know of but we don't know all the details of is when you go to Brock's gym... The, uh, The guy that stands at the front of the gym, I don't know if he has a name or if it's the same person or what his job title is, but Walmart <laughs> greeter
1: basically.
0: Yeah, he says in order to in order to fight Brock you need to have a you need to show him a grass pokemon or a water pokemon.
1: I mean, that's not bad. You just just show him that you're actually yeah, I prepared mean, to take on that gym.
0: I guess we per- we don't know if it has to stay in your party or or if you just have to show them, or we, we, I guess the, we don't know the full extent of it. Yeah. But it, some, <laughs> some people yeah. uh, are upset that this ruins their Nuzlocke or this prevents them from playing in randomizers or whatever certain ways they want to play. My rebuttal to that is. Game Freak is making the best game that they believe in, not what your Nuzlocke rules have ever been. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so apart from like
2: YouTube content aside, I think it's a more interesting way of having that conversation where you ask the guy, what type of gym is this? And he said, oh, it's rock. And if you have water and grass, you'll have an easier time. This is like, hey, show me these things. It feels a little bit more interactive and more tied to the world than the guy at the front door telling you what the game mechanics are. So I like it that way. And I get it like, oh, it's going to ruin my Nuzlocke, whatever. Just go catch one and don't use it and put it in the box. Like, it's not that hard to get around that rule if, if indeed you don't need them to actually battle. And we don't know that for sure. We just know that you have to show it. It doesn't say you have to use it. And I think it's a much more interesting way to have that initial interaction. So I like it, and I I get the complaints, but I don't think that how you make your YouTube content for people is exactly what Game Freak was thinking about when they designed their <laughs> yeah, game. <laughs> exactly. They didn't go, hey, Steve's a streamer, and he might run another Nuzlocke, so let's not
0: have this. Yeah, I mean... I- I I never want a company to like make game changes based off the loudest people on the internet screaming <laughs> right because if you if you were very into a game and you go to a subreddit or a Twitter or a YouTube channel like those those are very loud and opinionated people That they they have the courage to... The no fear of writing whatever they feel like writing on the internet. Uh, In my eyes, I just think it makes sense. Because at the end of the day... While, you know... Joe... Joe... Gary fan 101 Smell you Later (laughs) might be... uh, Upset that... Brock requires them to show a grass Pokemon, they're probably going to get over that pretty fast. Whereas if this is my niece's first time playing a Pokemon game, that's probably pretty helpful to them um, to teach them weaknesses and resistances and how that works. And I think this method without playing or seeing what it fully requires. But just the concept of that I think feels better than having a school in the first town where you have to read a chalkboard or a whiteboard that says, did you know that grass is strong against water and water is strong against fire? I just think that this is more intuitive and just a better way to teach. And if you know it, cool. It, it's probably gonna take maybe 10 seconds out of your day because the you get to carry your PC box with you. If you already have a water or grass Pokemon, just open your PC box and the fly, switch to it, show it, and then open the PC box and switch back. I can't imagine that's going to take more than a couple seconds. And if for some reason you don't have that by the time you get to Brock, then... You're probably not catching Pokemon, which seems to be a bigger focus of this game of instead of battling wild Pokemon, you catch wild Pokemon, so I feel like you should probably have that, I don't know, unless you're just ignoring everything and trying to run through, but then how yeah. else are you getting experience?:
1: Hard to speed run
0: yep uh, the other like the other argument is well, they should learn the hard way because when I played Pokemon. 20 years ago I didn't have the internet to rely on and stuff and that's such a like I don't know what the word for that argument is but it's just like it's a bad argument
1: ridiculous it's like saying like when I was learning to do graphs and everything that it was better because I had to do them on paper and like my teacher would give me a bad grade because my little points that I was calculating out weren't perfectly aligned where they were supposed to be versus somebody who just you know puts it in a graphing calculator and it's like they're not learning as well. No,
0: they learn just as well. It's just the graphs come out better. Ugh. The other thing I will say is that Pokemon has always had requirements like this and while they might be different, they were still annoying in, sense. in, in, in a sense. I would say a gym asking you to see a water or grass Pokemon, I will take over... Welcome to this cave. You have one electric Pokemon. Okay, well, you're going to have to teach it Flash. Good, jo- good thing there is no HM remover in red and blue. So I hope that the commitment you've done to your only electric Pokemon up to this point, which is Pikachu. Enjoy it having only three moves for the rest of the game. Uh, <laughs> or just go through this cave blind. Or even worse, silver and gold. Hey, you need to get through this cave. Well, you're going to need a water Pokemon. It's going to need Whirlpool. It's going to need Surf. And it's going to need Waterfall. You're also going to need another Pokemon that knows Strength. You're also going to need a Pokemon that knows Flash. And uh, if you want that item, you know, outside the cave, you're going to need a Pokemon that needs Cut. I hope you either like multiple water Pokemon or you just want one water Pokemon with three water-type moves because that's real strategic. It's... (laughs) <laughs> like I will take this over HMs over Luck. like forcing a forcing me to always have a flying pokemon to navigate around this world as easy as possible. I don't know. I just I think this is a very minor thing that people are overblowing.
1: There is a reason that there is a Poke Center right outside the front doors of the Elite Four. Yep. (laughs) So you can swap out that HM slave
2: and go back into the Victory Road to train up the ones that you want to take on the Elite Four. People just get hung up on things, you know, and it's not, it's so hard to determine the actual outrage volume anymore. There's a lot of people who don't care and won't say anything online. And there's a ton of people who just want to comment for the sake of commenting. But I think it's a minor thing, probably only for this game. Just, it, the game design is clearly to help a lot of new people get into the main series games. And it's going to have some introductory elements to it. And know that... Know that looking at the game, going into the game. Just accept the game for what it is. You don't have to like every aspect of it. But some games' focuses are just going to be a little bit different than the other ones because they needed to serve a different purpose. This one is to introduce a bunch of people who think Niantic created Gen 4 (laughs) to say, (laughs) FYI, there's been this entire
0: really successful series way before this. Well, I think uh, the other thing, too, is like we've always talked about stuff like this, and it kind of sucks when you're in a position to be like, okay, this is what people are on the internet are saying, but also we live, I, I could easily say, well, you know, uh, when I was playing Red and Blue, we didn't have to worry about this kind of stuff, because that would be a bad <laughs> argument, but also we live in a day and age where uh, a lot of things get retweeted, or a lot of things make it to the top of Reddit, or a lot of things are reposted on Facebook or on forums or even in our Slack community. And people have opinions, and we, there's now, now very easily those opinions can be shared. Yes. Um, and there are people who don't ever say anything, and that's fine. I don't think just because you have a voice, you should use your voice. We talk about these things to like tone down the ridiculousness of them because I think a lot of the things we bring up uh, in in regards to stuff like that is ridiculous of like people just being outraged of one, a game that's not even out, two, of this quote unquote requirement to get into a gym, um, three, them introducing like a catching mechanic that is the dominant mechanic of the game. Uh, so hopefully when we're talking about it, we're just, we're not talking about it to also be negative and it's hard to have that conversation without maybe sounding so, but also I I feel like the main point of the conversation is to like, bring down, bring us back down to reality or just reset expectations. Um, so that people who don't have a voice or are maybe excited about it, don't feel like the They're people who just or, happen yeah. yeah the the louder people are winning or the louder people are possibly right, right because no one is speaking up for them because like you can be a, you can be bummed that this is a requirement but to act like it's the end of the world is is the thing we're saying it's not
2: <laughs> yeah it's not the end of the world you know what when the game comes out and if you find out that it's a requirement mechanic and it's not the game for you don't buy it like Voting with your wallet is the surefire way to send a message to a company that you didn't want that particular product.
1: That's very true.
2: I mean, it's the best way, because if it didn't sell, they're not going to make more of it, because it wasn't worth their investment. But, you know, it's fine to have that initial reaction. You know what? React how you react. Your emotions are going to go off. There's going to be a lot of things you feel about it. I always just urge everybody, like, Have your reaction, look at reaction, understand your reaction, and then step away from it and say, am I being reasonable here or not? Is this really something that's going to change how I play the game? Is this going to ruin it and why? And am I sure that that's reality? Because a lot of times, like, we, we know that they, we know we have to show. We don't know anything else about it. And we can expound off of that all we want. And it can touch on a whole lot of things. But we don't really know how that comes out in the end. And it's... I urge everybody, like, express your things, but be open to people coming back to you and saying, yeah, you don't know that for sure. Here's why I'm not worried about it. And have that conversation and be open to that other viewpoint to say, you know, I get why you could be upset, but here's maybe why you should step back from that a little bit and and maybe wait till we get all the information and then decide. Like, you can still say, you know what, if they say that it's a requirement to fight this gym and... That's a step too far for you. That's fine. Then don't play the game. You're not. It's not law. As a Pokemon fan, you're not going to come into your house and revoke your Pokemon card (laughs) because you didn't enjoy. Let's go. (laughs) But I mean, just with anything, with any change, change is a hard thing for people to accept. Change is is the one thing human beings don't like. We don't like a lot of change. We really like our routines. And so that initial response always is they're changing everything and it's going to be awful. I just always say, okay, step back from your first response and then think about it, find out more and then decide. It's okay if in the end you didn't like it and you don't want to play those games or they're not your favorite. But also keep in mind, like Steve said, don't ruin, don't pre-ruin something for somebody. Like, we don't have all the information. Don't attack them. Don't try to destroy a game before we know anything about it, especially for a lot of people who are very excited about it. Like, you can be disappointed, and you are free to express your disappointment, but don't attack people who have an opposite or who aren't disappointed or are excited about it. Just, you know, you can have your opinion, and it can exist with you, and you can say to people, I'm disappointed because of X, Y, Z, But then uh, be respected to people saying, I'm excited for ABC and I don't think XYZ is that big of a deal. Agreed. That being said, those those bangs ruin this game for me and I'm never (laughs) going (laughs) to. It's a Caesar cut, man. Oh, Caesar cut was the worst. It's the Uh, worst hairstyle. I never rocked that. Nobody did. Everybody thought they did. Even Antonia Banderas, who is objectively very attractive. Could not pull off that ugly hairstyle.
1: No. It's not. It's gone. It's, it's, it's gone. Except with it's time. coming back. No. Let's go. Brought it back. Let's
0: go. Brought it back. Everybody <laughs> wants that Pikachu. Give me that Pikachu cut. Will, you want to give us our Pokemon of the Week?
1: Sure. And I am I did something a little different this time. Uh oh. I'm not ready. <laughs>
0: I hate this change. You're ruining Pokemon <laughs> of the Week for me.
1: I've destroyed Pokemon of the Week <laughs> because I wrote my own. Unheard of, I know. But let's see if you guys can guess it without oh. all of those. Because I know you guys have memorized every Bulbapedia entry so that you automatically know once you hear what it is. So I'm I mean, putting you're not some wrong. spin on it. All right. All right. So this creepy crawly is actually four feet, three inches, 1.3 meters tall and weighs 135.6 pounds, 61.5 kilograms. It is known as the Ogre Scorpion Pokemon. It has three abilities Battle Armor, which prevents any critical hits, Sniper, which augments critical hits from this Pokemon to 1.5 times normal critical damage, and Keen Eye, which prevents lowering accuracy. This is one of the few Gen 4 Pokemon that is not an evolution. Or pre evolution of a Pokemon from a previous generation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, I
2: don't coloring, you.
1: its coloring is mostly purple and mauve with light blue accents. It has a lot of claws and teeth and a tail with claws on it. This Pokemon is poison dark and can be caught in the Great Marsh. The last move it learns at level 57 is cross poison. In French, this Pokemon is known as Draw Score. Who Who's that Pokemon, folks? I think I know. Steve's, like, wildly searching the internet. <laughs> no, I know what it is.
2: What is it?
0: Skaroopy.
1: Wrong.
2: It's Drapion.
1: Drapion. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Drapion is based on a scorpion and has some characteristics that resemble a vinegaroon a similar arachnid. Its Water 3 egg group designation may be a reference to the ancient group of arthropods known as sea scorpions that used to inhabit the oceans and may have been the ancestors of modern scorpions. Scroopy's lame. Drabion is cool.
2: Drapion's pretty cool. Scroopy's too, I mean, like,
1: smiley-facey.
2: And they do change types. I forget that Scroopy is Poison Bug, and then yeah. it changes to Poison yeah. Dark. Which I kind of like. I like it when they do those things. Yeah, that's cool. Although I'm still really iffy on Drapion's designs. I think it's the fact that it always looks like the arms are coming out of its head.
1: Yeah, that's my biggest That weirds me
2: out a little bit. But otherwise, I like it. I
1: mean, because its arms are coming out of its head.
2: I know. (laughs) Just move them down to the neck, maybe. Uh, I got some trivia for you. Oh, I don't have a whole lot. No, no it's not a lot. <laughs> We're not going to be a lot.
0: It's not a real popular Pokemon, that's for sure. Drapion was designed by Kenshiki Toy uh, Toyama. What else did that
1: dude uh, design?
0: Was an illustrator for the Pokemon trading card game. Illustrated uh, Ball Toy, Raltz, Ammonite, Bu- we- Buizel, Quillfish, Jigglypuff, and Jirachi between. EX Deoxys and Rising Rivals. So nothing really recently. Was this like. Was Drapion one of their only Pokemon they did?
2: I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, because Skarupi doesn't look like it was designed uh-uh. by him.
0: Interesting. Huh. huh. I get he he won and done supposedly for him, I suppose. Well, <laughs> Got it right the bank. first time and he was out. Yep. Made
1: bank and decided, decided to retire to Florida.
0: Called it a day. Uh abilities are battle armor sniper. Hidden ability is keen eye, evolves at level forty. It appeared in the anime. I thought you were doing Skaroopy originally because of Detective Pikachu.
1: Oh no. I don't think I've gotten that
0: far yet. I'm still in the TV station. <laughs> yeah, I will th- that's like right before the twist, I suppose.
1: <gasps> There's a twist? There
2: is. There's always a twist.
0: Oh, no. Okay,
2: can we just say that the Pokemon Shuffle icon for Drapion is
0: really excellent? Is it? Hold on, I gotta pull this Oh, up. it's so good. I mean most whoever whoever did the shuffle icons whoever, in yeah. general just they're pretty Nailed it. pretty fantastic. There's only like one or two and I can't even think of them that are just like, oh this is kind of blah. Oh yeah, the shuffle icon is really good. It's really good. The Klefki icon for Shuffle. Mwah. Just beautiful. <laughs> Perfecto.
1: <laughs> Klefki a la cube. Mwah.
0: there's a lot of good shuffle icons i i don't got much about uh drapey it shiny is is red instead of purple which is really nice yeah it's real yeah that's a good good color but i think that'll wrap up our show uh so house cleaning real quick next month or next month sorry next week is our one year or eight i cannot talk next (laughs) week is our eight (laughs) years of podcasting if I'm not mistaken we will probably just do an all email show if for some reason Pokemon news breaks it's recorded like on a Wednesday night and edited early so because I will be out of town that weekend but I want to make sure you guys get your show so if you're hearing this on Monday and you want to send in an email it'll like I said it will probably be an email heavy show so sbj at pkmncast.com or just go to PokemonPodcast.com. There's a contact button at the top of the page. You just click that, fill out the form. Same place, gets to me. If you want to ask a question, Pokemon or non-Pokemon related, feel free to. I would suggest doing that in the next 24, 48 hours because we probably will record on like a Wednesday night. So because I'm leaving out of town on Friday. Uh, on Thursday, there will be a big long stream. We will be doing Omega, Ruby, Alpha, Sapphire. Uh, I have only got my starter Pokemon, so if you want my impressions playing through the game, I don't remember playing through it when it released, honestly. So I have no clue what to expect or how much I'll enjoy it, but we'll find out. That'll be on Thursday the 26th, and uh, then I will be off-slash-missing all weekend, and then I will be will be seeing Greg on Sunday. But then I will Yay. be back on Monday... And we'll be doing another long stream to uh, celebrate that somebody else's birthday was on top of my birthday. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is the plan. If you want to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts, you're more than welcome to. We're like 70 v- reviews away from 1,000, which is pretty cool. I don't think a lot of podcasts have 1,000 reviews. Yeah, we're about 70 away from 1,000. So if you want to leave us a review, that'd be sweet. That'd be like a nice birthday present to me that doesn't cost you anything. Otherwise, I think this is our episode. Uh, Greg is at White Wing on Twitter. Uh, Will is at Washing the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. Uh, oh, yeah, I also do like Instagram now. So if, if you want to see sweet AR pictures in Instagram, Instagram.com slash dragging, it's the same as my Twitter, dragging a lake. I post a lot of AR photos there of Pokemon in cool poses, or what I think—probably not. I'm not a photographer. I try though.
2: Those are really good. Mine? I will say, yeah, I like yeah, them.
0: I think you do a good I job. I think you
2: do a really good job. The one of uh, the Zapdos one, I thought was really great.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, it was kind of—it was like starting to rain, but then it didn't actually end up raining, so it was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> I like the Sableye one. Oh yeah, you were there when I took that one. That was, yeah, like, hard because my, it, my thing crashed, so I had to get another one. Yep. Um, well, cool. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week. Have a safe weekend. Enjoy. Hopefully, I'll see you guys this week on Twitch. Uh, you'll hear our voices next week. Thank you for making it to the end of the show. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are...
1: Super Effective.
0: Super Caesar Cuts.
1: No! (laughs) let's not go back there in time no not that i'm a fan of today's modern haircuts either oh
2: Mm -mm.
0: a quick shout out to our producers of this show which include robert kevin mason watermelon and cygnus thank you all for listening